So does your career energize you with life or does it drain you? Recent Gallup polls show that a whopping 70% of us feel disengaged in the workplace. There's just gotta be a better way. Welcome to our authentic careers where it is my job to uncover the ideas and strategies that can help you become better aligned with your career. I'm your host, Gert Sabar, and I interview people like you and me about the twists and turns in their career paths so that we can all achieve greater clarity, meaning, and fulfillment in ours. So as we mark this 15th week and episode of our authentic careers, I'd like to begin by simply saying thank you. Knowing myself to whatever little degree, I know I won't be able to perfectly express to you just how grateful I am for the willingness of so many folks to open up about their careers, that people have so readily given us these all-access passes to the unfolding of their careers, that people have been so willing to let us in on how they're thinking and feeling about their paths before, during, and after having made whatever decisions they've made along the way, for better or worse. That's been truly amazing and really awe-inspiring. And this week's guest is another prime example of just that. Amy Romero, a colleague of mine, was incredibly forthright in our conversation about the ups and downs of her career, as well as about the fears and insecurities she felt along the way. And what she was able to crystallize for me, and hopefully for you as well, is just how those insecurities that we all feel along the way might actually turn out to shape some of our greatest strengths and assets. Literally, that this episode in my life that might have caused me so much pain might have also, at the same time, given birth to one of my core strengths. Don't know about you, I somehow knew this, but didn't really and fully grasp it until Amy verbalized it. For that nugget alone, this episode is worth its weight in gold. So without further ado, I give you Amy Romero. All right, Amy, thank you firstly for uh, for taking the time to share your journey. Thank you. All right, so question number one, Amy, do you ever think about the concept of purpose or mission or what it is that I'm doing here on this planet? All the time. This is probably a lot due to the fact that my most of my family is in the healthcare industry. My mother's a nurse practitioner. My stepfather's an anesthesiologist. My sisters are nurses, and actually my husband's now a nurse. Wow. And I look at their job as something that is really a job of service and giving back. And I love the industry I'm in, but sometimes it you, you step back and look at it and question it because is it, is it doing a greater good in the world? So when you ask yourself that question, uh, particularly about your career, how do you reconcile that for yourself? Well, I would say um, in the beginning of my career journey, it was a lot. It, 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 there was not a clear path when I first started out, so it was much more disconnected. And I wanted to be creative. I wanted to give back to the world. I wanted to make my mark. And at that time, I actually jumped around a lot. I worked on being an actress. I was a stand-up comedian for several years. I traveled with Wynton Marsalis and the Jesuit Lincoln Center all over the United States. I backpacked through Europe. So I was really looking for something 
to make my mark. And really, I think I was looking to define who I was. So I wanted to have meaning in my own life. And I didn't. So the beginning of my career journey was really the beginning of my own personal journey as an adult to try to figure out who I was. Yeah. So where have you netted out on that so far? It's funny. I, I many times look at the career journey similar to, and, I, and I'm working on my own post about this, that my career journey at this point in my career, um, which is 20 years in, I look back on it similar to my dating journey. Okay. And, um, and who you wanted to date in your younger years, let's just use the example of the amazingly hot guy driving a motorcycle <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> to who you want to marry are two very different people. Yes. So I dated a lot of hot motorcycles <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I loved it. And each time, each career, each job, I learned something new. And really where I ended up is getting married yep. and having a little bit of everything that I had wanted, everything that I experienced um, all wrapped into one. Yeah. Let me ask this question from one other angle. Are you today in your career where you thought you would be when you were younger? No, I, I, I'm not. I thought I was going to be in the entertainment business. Yeah. I definitely started my career wanting to perform. I'm performing, but I started my career wanting to be an actress, be a comedian, be a, a documentary director. And there are things that I still do that as, as my passion and things that I enjoy working on, but it's not the career in the traditional sense of, of, of the word career. Yeah. It's not who's paying me. <laughs> right, right, right. So can we dig into that? When, when, when was the first time that you can remember at what age sort of knowing that you wanted to be an entertainer or in the entertainment field? That was pretty early on. I was probably uh, first exposed to it when my mother got remarried and I was about 12 years old and I met my stepsisters who were very uh, involved in, in drama and plays, community plays in the theater. And they brought me into it, their world and I fell in love with it. I loved it. So I got involved with starring in community plays. Uh, I never was in the chorus, probably, as you can hear from this recording. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I share that I'm not pain. a singer. <laughs> right. Got it. And I, and I never was successful with, um, with instruments, but I, I did love acting. What did you love about it so much? What was it when they introduced you to drama? What intrigued you about it so much? I think there is this energy that you get from the people who you're working with and um, the people who you're performing in front of. Yeah. So I'm really speaking about it in, a, in, in, in terms of theater. But um, I loved that uh, feeling that you have when you're on stage and there is all of this focus, but really what it translates into is this energy being poured into you to do your best. And it's really a powerful feeling. And there's times where I've been extremely successful and the applause actually takes your breath away. And then there's times where I've definitely uh, bombed, especially in the the comedy world, and you feel drained. 
but it was extremely energetic and um, it got into your inner core yeah. in a different way. And I really do feed off of uh, people's energies, um, nature's energy, and and the more you get that, the more positive reinforcement, I think the stronger anyone becomes. So, Amy, you identify early on that you want to be, uh, or that you're, that this uh, thing called drama is intriguing you. You start to get exposed to it. What happens next? In my career? Yeah, or even, even in your, you know, so you're 12. So do you start doing this in school? Do you start thinking about that as you, uh, like in high school? Is it part of your collegiate experience? Yes, I am involved in drama in high school. So I got more involved in sports, to be honest with you. And so when I got involved in sports, that really brought me through high school. It wasn't until college where I ended up getting back into drama. And there was an organization there called My Mother's Flea Bag, which is interestingly enough is something that Amy Poehler founded, who was my brother's girlfriend at the time. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So I met Amy and um, all of these characters in my mother's flea bag and then I fell back in love with it again. Yeah. And at the same time I was studying marketing and communications in college. Okay. I'm not sure why I chose marketing and communications. I I I think it was maybe it was because it was Melrose Place was was really popular at the right. time. <laughs> but I I don't know why I chose marketing and communications. I think I found it to be creative. I think it was really more of like going towards that creative side and wanting to um, pursue that. So I looked at marketing and communications as a way to still be able to express your creativity. Yeah. In hindsight, I would have chosen differently. Um, but we can get to that. I think I probably would have went more into the sciences if I had known where I would have ended up. And that's not to say that I'm not happy where I ended up, but I probably would have ended up going into the healthcare business if I had like had a crystal ball. Got it. So um, at any point, are you thinking about post-college doing anything related to the arts or to, the, to comedy or drama? Yeah, so I continued. So when I had graduated, I ended up taking some stand-up comedy classes. I took some improv classes, and I did pursue that alongside of getting into the broadcast world. Yeah. And I ended up moving back to New York City and was working in commercials, but on the behind the scenes, not um, in front of the camera. Yep. And um, I think that's kind of just ironic because it was more almost... Um, I wanted to be in front of the camera, and so I was trying to get to as close to it as, as, as I could. But I was having a hard time trying to figure out my path. So I ended up uh, taking some classes in acting, taking some classes in improv and comedy, and then I went to stand-up comedy route. Yep. And I really enjoyed that. But my, my career was, it stayed in broadcast, where I ended up going from broadcast commercials to broadcast television, and I was writing uh, scripts and working on reality TV. So it still was a creative outlet that I really enjoyed. At the time, there was something called MS Documentaries. It allowed me to be introduced to all these very interesting characters. For example, The Baroness was a documentary about S&M, and there was... um, 
a bikers documentary that introduced me to all of these different biking groups. <laughs> so I went back to the bikers. Right. So, <laughs> but it was just, I really enjoyed it because it was introducing me to so many different characters and groups that I really hadn't been exposed to in my life so, yeah. so far. So the broadcast documentary world was what I was doing in my career. And then what I was doing in my personal life was dabbling more in the arts. Got it. Was there a point where you decided to kill off the arts? Yeah, I, I mean, through it all, what your career path has is like your personal life is sprinkling throughout it. Right. So, so when I was pausing before to think about what happened, is there are certain things in your in your personal life that sometimes make you stop things that you that you love to do. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's moving, as I had mentioned, my mother had gotten remarried, and that was a whole adjustment of going into this other school, trying to find your niche, trying to find friends and where you fit in. So sometimes what you loved to do gets put on the back burner because you're actually trying to figure out life. other things in your yeah life. Yeah, like who's your friend, which was really important at 13 years old. Right. Uh, yeah, so, so there'd be things like that that would always, you know, stop that, what did you really love? Yeah. Um, so here I am in New York City dabbling in stand-up comedy and working in um, documentaries and non-commercials and, and the whole broadcast world, media world, and I'm also dating, and during that time, I had met someone, fell in love, had your heart broken, you fall in love again, so all those things are sort of happening at the same time that can kind of put pauses to, um, depending on what's going well. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, so it wasn't like it was always consistent, um, but, when, um, but it was always consistent when I felt very happy in my personal life. Yeah. What, can I ask, what did your parents do? My mother was a nurse, and she became a nurse practitioner, and my stepfather was an anesthesiologist. Okay, and what? how would you describe the impact they've had? You've mentioned some of it, um, but how would you describe the impact they've had on your career, your career decision, your uh, decision-making processes? So that's an interesting question. I don't think that they had a big impact on uh, where I ended up, and... Sometimes I think about that when I hear of who someone's father or mother is. I'm like, wow, that's so interesting what, as a young child, they were exposed to. You look at pictures of amazing musicians and how their three-year-old is playing the guitar already. Right, right. So it's really, I, I look at that in such a envious way Yeah. in some ways. My aunt, my mother's sister, was in advertising, and she had a little bit more of an influence. I, I definitely found her to be fashionable and uh, looked up to her in certain ways. Yeah. So I actually ended up going into the advertising world over one summer internship. I ended up living in Washington, D.C. with her and my cousins, and I, I, I interned at an ad agency. But then when I was done with my with my schooling, I, uh, I ended up going to New York City and, and going into the media world. Can you um, just say for the listeners what it is that you do today? Uh, today, I am a VP of Marketing for Ketchum Digital North America. Ketchum Digital is a digital and social boutique that is a business unit within Ketchum PR, which is a global Omnicom agency. Yep. 
Amy, on a scale of zero to 10, where zero is a total non-issue and 10 is a big, dark, gloomy shadow, how large a shadow would you say that financial considerations have had on your career path to date? I would say that it was probably a seven. Okay. My mother was a nurse, and my stepfather was not as involved in building our futures, my brothers and I. Yep. So we were extremely grateful for our college education that he provided us, and we're very fortunate for that. But they're really, um, the minute we left college, we were completely on our own. Yep. And um, we did not have, you know, we were starting from, from ground zero at that point. Would I have made different choices if money wasn't an issue? Absolutely. Yeah, so... Um if money wasn't an issue, what choices would you have made? If money wasn't an issue, I would have absolutely continued going down uh, the path of making my own documentaries, which I had loved and mentioned about meeting yeah. these different characters. And I have probably been working on a documentary for about 10 years, and I always put it on the, on the back shelf because of money. Because I think, oh, should I really put another $5,000 into this? Um, when at this point in my life I have children, so money absolutely is an issue. I, I still plan to finish it, but it always gets put on the back burner because something else gets put in front of it. Any interest in sharing what the documentary is about? Yeah, the um, documentary is actually, so again, in terms of like personal life and, and your professional life constantly like influencing each other, I had had, I had been married and, and um, unfortunately it didn't work out. And then this really inspired my documentary because I started to really question what was the meaning of marriage because yeah. I think for, and really from a woman's point of view, because I think that young girls, especially in America, are really groomed to be like, well, once you get married and you meet your husband, you know, everything will right. be okay. You know, you will live happily ever after. So my mother, going back to my career, was definitely of more of that traditional point of view. My, yeah, so yep. she was, but my mother has been ex very, very successful in her career. So she's had great success, but she has always had the mindset of, well, you, ha you need to get married, you need to have children. So I got sort of whirled up in the, I want to get married now too. <laughs> Right. And it was fun. Right. I mean, talk about being in the drama, your center stage, you get to wear a beautiful white dress. So I had a grand <laughs> right. old time, but I did make a, I made a poor decision, but in the long haul, it, it strengthened me. So the documentary is about interviewing couples who have been together for different periods of time, married for a year, all the way up to being married for 60 years. And I asked them all the same questions of why they get married and what do they do to keep their marriage alive and healthy and respectful. And um, when and at, during what period of their marriage did they think that it wasn't going to work and what did they do to make it work? How far are you in the production of it? I've interviewed about 10 different couples and I really would like to interview probably about 15 more. But I don't want all of them to be in the Northeast. So, um, so it really at this point requires me to... Yes, and, and conduct a casting. So, Amy, thinking about that, which is sounds like a, a massive passion project, and your current job is that is that something that you're continuously trying to push to the front burner? There are times where I absolutely 
push it to the front burner. And I think it's when I'll have a conversation with someone. Actually, I remember even speaking to you, you know, four years ago or, and you had worked on a children's book. And when I hear of someone who's done something like that, I, uh, I really think, why am I not doing that? Why am I not just finishing that? So I just have to. Got it. Amy, thinking back on your career, um, what or just uh, you know life to date, what kind of counsel have colleagues, friends, and family come up to you for? Is there a consistent thread in what people, what kind of advice people have sought from you? One actually does fall in the in the in the lines of video. So um, I'm always being asked to make something for someone in my family, or um, would you put together this photo montage? Would you make this for someone? So I, I've done several projects like that. Even last night, my mother was asking me, Does, I have my reunion at Boston College. Can you put together something for me? So I actually will be asked that many times for friends and family to make an event um, even that much more grander because I'm going to put together some sort of video for them. What is it that you've done in the past that they've seen that they know about you that's making them ask this of you over and over <laughs> I guess in my early career when I was working in it. And then... You mean in, bro in broadcast? In broadcast. The documentaries that I had put together, the um, and even my own personal passion project where they've seen um, footage of what I've shot and what I've put together. Yep. The other advice, a lot of times is from small business owners where they'll reach out to me and and how do I how do I get more traffic to my website? How do I market my company? How do I get seen? Uh, so um, now in my career, a lot of times people are asking me about marketing advice. And then the third piece is really my network probably my biggest accomplishment in my career is the people yeah. who I know from ver many v different phases and um, corners of, of the world. Uh, so from broadcast to musicians, to actors, to comedians, to entrepreneurs, to um, corporate communications executives. So my, yeah. uh, my Rolodex, I guess, if you will, is very large at this time. And yeah. The advice I always give to people is don't ever lose contact with anyone. Oh, you never know who you're going to need to tap into or touch base with, and uh, um, you should always leave on good grounds and, 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 and stay connected with whoever you've come across with in life. Yeah, and where, where does that um, sort of skill or talent or interest even come from, would you say? I think that that's so interesting. I, I would say that that probably is when my mother had gotten remarried and we had a move and um, at at the age of twelve, that was um, that was a difficult time for my brothers and I because we had had a, um, the same friends for so many years and grew up with them, and so all of a sudden we were coming into a new school district that was very different than what we had grown up with, and we really wanted to belong. And we all took different approaches on how to belong. Yeah, and mine really was being very friendly, being being funny, being athletic, just being this go-getter. Yeah. And that shaped my personality a lot and probably has stuck with me today. 
it was created, I think, from a form of fear and insecurity. And then yeah. as you get older, that that subsides because you're more confident in who you are and you aren't worried if you don't know everyone in the room and you're not worried if you don't know everything and uh, you feel confident in who you are. So what started out as something that probably started from fear and feeling insecure ended up becoming a positive in my life. Amy, are there any career decisions that you would today, looking back, choose to undo or somehow redo? I wish I had lived in another country for a couple of years. I think being exposed to a different culture outside of the United States um, really can shape a person, and I really wish I had done that. I also really wish I had learned another language. Got it. And if uh, if given the chance today to go work abroad, would you would you consider that? Yeah, I probably would. So I think my husband, depending on what, what, what the offer was, he probably would say, let's go ahead and do it. But it also obviously depends now on my children, depending on where they are, how much would it disrupt their lives. So um, right. many factors would have to play into that. Well, you already mentioned uh, being proud of uh, networking and the Rolodex you've built. Are there any other highlights that you'd tout about your career looking back so far? I think if you asked me that 10 years ago, I probably would have mentioned a specific campaign or documentary that I worked on because there was projects that I had worked on that I really liked. Really now, what I like about my career and is is just everything that it encompasses. So um, yeah. I'm happy that my career was a little disjointed because now... It's so interesting of just like the, the world is constantly changing with, with technology, but where I started in my career, which was in video storytelling, and I left that industry because an agency ended up, um, a, a good friend of mine um, ended up asking me if I could start a broadcast division within an agency, which I uh, I accepted. And I really found the agency world and the in infrastructure and the organization appealing. And I think that, again, yep. plays back into just where you are in your personal life. There's times where you seek out the security that a corporate uh, establishment can provide. And then there's times where you have more of that entrepreneurial itch where um, it could be your creative juices are flowing. And and my yeah. career really has gone back and forth between the entrepreneurial and corporate side, but has always remained in the entertainment and marketing and advertising industry. And today, what's interesting is that um, where I started in, in video and going through that whole path of, of, of video storytelling to everything had to be on the web to social media to now content is really what everyone needs in order to tell a story and video happens to be the most engaging piece of content. Sometimes it feels like it's gone full circle. Or maybe I'm just right. old and things repeat like styles come back <laughs> right. after you've lived exactly. it for a long enough time. You've mentioned... so. Video, right, and video storytelling seems to be such a core part of you. But we, when we start off the conversation, you also mentioned about this kind of desire to work in the in the health professions or being of service in that that way. How do you compare those two things when you when you kind of sit back and just think about how do those two things even feel 
The marketing and advertising industry can be pretty grueling. And I think there are times where I'll step back and look at a situation where certain people um, in my own industry or who I work with are really getting upset over something that in the larger, uh, <laughs> when you look at life in a much larger scale, is quite insignificant. Uh, and and right. many times I will think back uh, I'll think of my mother or I'll think of the people I know in the health care industry and a bad day for them is when someone dies. You know, a bad right. day for me might mean the color printer is broken. You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that knowledge has made me then as an adult really um, become successful because I'm able to prioritize what's, what's really important and what needs to be able to, to get done. And that really um, is why that documentary was such a passion project for me because I felt like it was a very educational piece that I think um, would be something that many young women or adult women would um, would would uh, find yeah, healing. I think so. Yeah. Or or inspiring. Yeah. You know, there there's there's certain tips that some of the couples give. That, for example, one couple that's been married for 50 years says, don't compare yourself to other couples. All it does is make both of you feel badly about yourself. And I thought that was one of the greatest pieces of advice. Yeah, that's yeah, great. So, so it's my sort of way of giving back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I dig it. That's great. Um, last question, Amy. Um, knowing what you know today, how would you advise your younger self? I'll answer this question on how I, how I raise my children now. Yeah. For me, confidence really was a big, a big factor in trying to figure out who I was. It really instilled in, in my children to not be afraid and to just go ahead and do something and don't worry what other people think. So many young women do this. You get consumed with what, what other people think or you yeah. get consumed with it's time to get married. And really, you are so young that one, no one is thinking more about you than you and, right. and you have so many years before you need to get married. Amy Romero, fantastic piece of advice and thank you thank you for uh, being so fun. Oh, no problem. I enjoyed it. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Our Authentic Careers with me, your host, Gert Sabar. If you like what you just heard, I hope you'll let your family, friends, and colleagues know all about this little podcast. And since it's early days here at the OAC, your rating and especially your review of the show on iTunes would also be hugely helpful and very much appreciated. If you think you or someone you know would be a great guest, please, 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 please don't hesitate to reach out at ourauthenticcareers.com. 